0: Really, Riley. Really, Riley. Really, Riley. Really, Riley. Really, Riley. <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. Hopefully, you're having a great shorter week, or hopefully, it was a shorter week for you. Got some sleep, so I feel a little pepe. Um, And yeah, thanks for coming back to my little corner of the world. I like to call Really Riley, where I like to keep it real and talk about all things... Hopefully, not offensive to you sometimes, but all things are real. I like to laugh with y'all. I like to connect with y'all. Hopefully, I don't piss y'all off. Um, but this week, I wanted to talk about being a co pilot in life for two reasons. Because, A, I just looked at my little Wedding Wire app and I have 114 days, whew, until my wedding. And I am legally and officially Mrs. W. Taken on one of the most important co-piloting roles in my life. Um, and it has freaked me out a tad. The other reason that I wanted to talk about being a co-pilot in life is because for the better part of my adult life, I have been a co-pilot on my shows. I've always been what they call a co-host in radio. I mean, I've been a host on my own for a couple of different shows, But for the better part of the 17 years I've been doing this damn thing, I've been a co-host. And there's a weird, strange correlation to this for me. Because essentially, they're sort of the same thing. And that's a big, fat, bold letter, sort of, with quotation marks on it. But I'll get to the similarities and the things that I do as a co-pilot in each situation in a second. Back to the reason why my wedding is freaking me out. Because you're like, what are you guys talking about? You know, like you have a great relationship. Marshall's amazing. You have this beautiful family. Yes, I do. It's just that I take that co-piloting role, one that I have never done before, in marriage, real serious, y'all. I mean, I would be naive to say, oh, we'll never ever get divorced. That's the goal when you go into marriage, yes? And no matter what, we are bound to each other forever in our son, Malin. And my son, who is also Marshall's son, Lyric, absolutely adores him. So Lyric would probably leave me and go with him if we ever separated. So we're not putting that out there into the existence. But I feel like it's important to keep it top of mind that you have to feed your marriage and be a good co-pilot. If you expect it to last, especially if you expect it to be lasting and happy, because there's the kicker. But I have always wanted to get married. Always, 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 since I was a little girl. Truth be told, I wanted to marry most of the boyfriends I was with, but they were not the right person for me. So now that the right person has come along. It's not, oh, just I want the ring and I want the wedding. It's like I want the lifetime, and that's what we're building towards. But the whole responsibility, the whole legality, I don't want to say finality, finality, whatever, the finalness. The <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? It's all the nesses the nisses are setting in for me in a good way. But I mean, it isn't also to not? Na- isn't it also natural to kind of like and like freak out just a tad if you take the responsibility seriously. Um the yes that I gave Marshall when I agreed to be his wife almost two years ago now, how crazy is that? Was the easiest yes of my life. So there's no cold feet. There's no, oh my God, I don't want to marry him. It's just preparing in the best way possible to be a co-host, co-pilot in that regard. So I'm not exactly the most traditional of fiancés, future (laughs) wifies. You could say, well, we bought and built our house before we got married. We had a baby before we got married. We lived together before we got married. You know, financial things were melded together a little bit before we got married. But in the terms of letting your husband lead you, In that aspect of being a co-pilot, I don't want to say I struggle with that one, but it's a strange duality for me because your girl's going to be 40 when she gets married. So there was an entire career. There was an entire bank account. Lack thereof, though, there was not much in it. There's still not much in it. There was an entire child, an entire career path, all the things I had a whole life before I met Marshall. For me, That was a good thing because the 28-year-old Riley that wanted to get married back then was not ready. But I was very stuck in my ways more so than I thought. Like when we first met, I would not let that man lead me for anything. Like I wouldn't let him open a door for me. Like I wouldn't let him in. Even though he was already in my soul the minute I decided I loved him, I wouldn't let him know that. I wouldn't let him in like we bonded over working out. That's like, we're a fitness family. That's what we do. It's sort of like our foreplay. And I would never let him like guide me or lead me in the gym in any way, shape or form. I'm sitting here doing this podcast right now, looking at his strength and conditioning specialist certification on the wall. You know what I mean? I'm looking at the two degrees that he's got the bachelor of science degree in all the (laughs) fitnessness. There I go with the nisses again. So he's the perfect person to lead me. But there was something, you know, I had to set my balls on the table. Oh, you ain't going to school me. <laughs> That's a matter of fact, the first conversation we ever had. He was crazy to date me because he, in our flirtations, and the first time he ever asked me out, he was like, oh, you should come to the gym with me. And what did I say? Oh, you going to school me? I was such a brat. <laughs> I would, there was no leading me. And I think sometimes if you're a great co-pilot, it's okay to let somebody lead you. They might be behind the master controls in a sense, but you're the neck that turns the head, if you will. Isn't that what they say about wives? And I just felt for a while some kind of way about that. But for the longest time, I would long for someone to catch me if I fell. So if I'm allowing him to catch me if I fall, what's wrong with letting him lead me a little bit? I mean, I have always wanted a, quote, traditional type marriage in the sense of, you know, we're not going to be doing any threesomes or anything like that. Oh, God. He's probably going to roll his eyes if he hears this. Love you, babe. But... I didn't do anything traditionally. So that's what made it harder for me, in a sense, to be a co-pilot in the the wifey regard. I'm preparing for that. Because so many people say, like, when you do all these things before you get married, that nothing changes. And I asked Marshall about this the other day, and he was like, you know, I don't really think that anything's really going to change. He's like, I think it's going to be a new level of, like, love and, like, being official and, you know... It's stamped. I'm changing my name. I'm going to be Mrs. W, that kind of thing. But he's like, I don't think, other than that, it will change. For me, I think a lot's going to change, even though it's like, yeah, we did do all of the things that you're supposed to do after you get married before. So, so we're connected and bound, if you will, in more ways than marriage could ever provide for you. Or maybe, I don't know. I'm talking like I'm already married. But for me, it's going to change because I giggle and it's sort of funny, but not. But funny, I always joke with him that like, well, this is the one thing I can give you that I've never done before. I was engaged before, but I had a baby before. He's the greatest gift that God has ever given me along with my other son and Marshall. But I did that before him. Um, I had never bought a house before, so that's another thing. But I've never been married before. This is this is the biggest thing that I can do with him and give him So it's like not a gift, but I mean, well, yeah, I would, I would hope that the gift of being someone's spouse is, is considered a big thing, but it's a, it's going to be a big stepping stone for me. I've actually struggled too, with like it being the culmination of life. It's almost like those Olympians that hit their pinnacle at a very young age that it's like, okay, what now? There's been a little bit of that going on like oh my god like we did all these big monumental things that you're supposed to do when you're building a life together we crammed them all into 2 years. Legit in the matter of we have will have been together um well 2 years it was January 7th. He's going to kick my ass. It's January 7th. 6th. 6th. Sorry babe. It was 2 years. 3 years. Oh my god, mom brain. Any who's be. We 2 years. He's going to kill me. Two years. Sorry. Yes, it was two years in January. I got this. <laughs> I'm horrible, you guys. Anyway, we, we crammed all that, getting engaged, moving in together, having a baby, building a house, la di da di da We crammed it all in a very small space of time. And I felt like, what? Or do we not have anything left to do? Am I going to be this co-pilot that's just like kind of chilling there, not doing anything? but then i realized there's so many more different things that i can do as a co-pilot moving forward for him and i like one day we had plan we plan on doing some sort of business venture together that's a big co-piloting situation because it's not just work it's working with your spouse it's working with your family it's working with what is legit your future you know because career paths can change businesses can change But family, God willing, is forever. And this is my family. You know, and I got to thinking the correlation between being a co-pilot in marriage and my qualms about that and then, like, comparing it to being a co-pilot in radio as a co-host. You know, a lot of people don't realize that in radio there are arranged marriages, as we jokingly call them, but it's actually true. I also joke... That radio like morning shows are a lot like arranged marriages without the sex. It's it's like, oh gosh, like your career path is me- like melded together. Your money is melded together because if your show sucks, you don't make any money and your contract doesn't get renewed. You're all up in each other's business because life turns into prep on the show and you're in each other's drama. You get on each other's nerves. You get into knockdown, drag out fights, and then you make up and you're cool. Sometimes all that happens on the air, you know, and I would like to think that I've been pretty successful at being a great co-host because I've built myself this little career I got now, and I have been through many, 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 many co-hosts. Some were the most, it's like dating, it's weird now that I describe it, some were the most Talented mofo's I have ever seen in my life, but the attitude on them that was just like, oh my god, like who in the f do you? How, let me say it, who in the fuck do you think you are? Uh, I, th- th- those words have escaped my mouth a couple of times, and y'all don't start trying to read between the lines and like figure out who was who and who I'm talking about because there's been what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different co-hosts, so you're not gonna be able to do the math. You're not gonna be able to figure it out. I'm just saying. That, like, I've had co-hosts that I absolutely loved, adored, and respected. But it never would have worked. Like, the chemistry on the air just wasn't there. I've had co-hosts that have treated me like crap and then come back around 10 years later and been like, You know what, Riley? That that was wrong of me. You were, you were great and you tried your hardest and I just couldn't see it or I was jealous of it or I wasn't prepared to let you be the co-pilot. That's another thing. If I can deal with all of those personalities in my career, I can deal with being the co pilot to the man I love, the father of my child, the person I chose. Do you realize that for 17 years of being in radio, I have never once chosen my co host or my host with the exception of one time? And it was the greatest accomplishment of my radio career. My proudest moment. Thank you, Kane. But I'm not going to get emotional about that right now. That's for another time. But I figure if I can figure out and deal with and thrive, good, bad, or indifferent, in all of those co-piloting, co-hosting positions, I think, I hope I can figure out this wifey situation and the fiance doesn't ask for much. He legit wants me to be happy to not go crazy whenever my period comes around (laughs) to support his dreams and support his likes and dislikes in life and be there for him and to continue being me and to be a good mother, to be kind to his friends and family. Like he doesn't ask for much at all. I'm the nuts one. (laughs) I just think it's residual things in relationships of the past. The ghosts of relationships past rear their ugly head and come out of the closet every once in and again. And it makes it difficult for me to think of not stepping back because I don't know that I believe that with the whole husband-wife role, but I think sometimes it feels nice, ugh, dare I say this, it feels nice to let him lead me a little bit. That sounds real retro, but bear with me. He is, as a person, a protector. He's a police officer, for goodness sakes. He's a nurturer. One of his five love languages, one of his strongest ones, is acts of service. He loves to do things for me. He likes to cook me breakfast. He likes to you know, create some of my workout programs when I'm not working out with my trainer. He loves acts of service. And if that makes him feel even more fulfilled as a husband, then that also makes me happy. It's not like he needs it. It's not like he demands it because he nurtures my independence and nurtures my ballsiness and, (laughs) dare I say, even nurtures my bitchiness at points. So it's actually going to be a very welcomed feeling to trust someone enough to let them lead me. Now, I didn't say put a chokehold on me and put a leash and just run with it. I said, (laughs) let them lead me. Let him lead me every once and again. Because it's the same thing, not the same thing, but it's a very strong correlation to the shows that I've had that have been successful and the ones that I haven't. That there's a trust factor that goes into doing live radio, because a lot of shows, it's just very scripted out. You know what you're going to say. You know what you're going to do. You don't really pivot a whole lot, and those can be fine, but the ones that I've had that have been successful and interesting and connect with the audience the most have been the ones that don't really script things, that it's just off the cuff, and the chemistry is there. And it's crazy to me to think that I can do all that, but I'm still anxious about being a co-pilot to this incredible person that is crazy enough to make me his wife. Woo, y'all, that is sinking in like, wow, I'm going to be a wife. Uh, I've been a radio wifey, a radio like co-host forever. But this is for sure the grandest adventure that I will ever go on. And I think the one that's going to make me the most proud. I like what Priyanka Chopra said when she was marrying Nick Jonas. She said of her changing her name or hyphenating it that I'm paraphrasing here, but it was basically that she didn't just want to be Priyanka Jonas. She wanted to be Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Forgive me if I'm mispronouncing her name. Um, But she said he gets added to me. I don't just become him. He gets added to me. And I really liked that because – She's 10 years older than Nick Jonas. She had, like me, an entire life, not kids, but, you know, an entire career path, life, fame of her own prior to marrying a Jonas brother. And she wants to honor that that's her husband, but she doesn't want to take away from the self that she had built. I love that shit. And I think that's the approach I want to take when I become Mrs. W. Which I'm kind of excited, you know, like I I am going to take his name. I'm going to push my middle name or my last name to my middle because of the fact that I don't dig hyphens and I want to keep my last name because my son partially has my last name. Um, but it's going to be interesting to write that Mrs. W out there. It's going to become crazy and really special. I just got all wistful because it's like all the planning and all the stuff is coming to a head and it's almost here. Like I can see the horizon after all the crap, all the bullshit, all the surgery, all the COVID, all the moving, all the building of the houses, all the money, all the stress. Dun, 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 like it's almost there. We're almost there, y'all. But yeah, I think I'm going to get used to being this whole co-pilot thing outside of radio. You know, y'all, it's okay to be a co-pilot and also be like independent as well. I've had so many people tell me they're like, Riley, why don't you ever get your own show? Why don't you ever, you know, break out on your own? And why why do you're always a co-host? Your name should be the first on that show. And blah, 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 blah. You know, and again, this is a, a, like a bunch of different shows. Because they also think a lot of times that, like, oh, it's it's not just a co-host. You're a very important pivoting role. And truth be told, I like that role there was a time that I thought I had to have the hosting seat and hey maybe there will be a time that I will but right now views pretty good from where I'm sitting and I'm sitting in a very prestigious chair and I don't say that to toot my own horn but that is also an homage to the radio life that Kane opened the door for for me And I'm not going to get emotional at the end of this podcast yet again. But it's an emotional subject when I think of that. Anywho's will be, you guys, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope it was a little insightful for you if you're getting married or you've already been married and you have to kind of like rethink your ways of being a co-pilot. And I also always, 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 always want your suggestions because some of y'all reach out to me and you're like, I've been married 30 years. Frickin' goals, y'all. So DMs are always open. Questions, comments, concerns. And you guys, every time you reach out to me, you're like, I'm sorry to bother you, Riley. Can I get some advice? Yes, you're not bothering me. I always say, if I can answer it at that moment, I will. And if not, I will come back to it. (laughs) R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. That's Facebook and Instagram. Twitter is Riley Couture 7. No, that's that's TikTok. See, I used to have Riley Couture all over the board. But again, that idiot stole my Twitter. Riley Couture 5 is Twitter. Riley Couture 7 is TikTok. And Radio Recon, at Radio Recon, is Snapchat. Basically, just search Riley Couture and you'll find it, y'all. Hm. You guys, thank you so much for listening. I will talk to y'all on Friday. I'm thinking I'm either going to do something for the Fave 5 with Kids Must Have for Summers, or maybe I'm going to give you my Father's Day Most Wanted, so you guys can get a jump on Father's Day prezzies for the men's in your life. It's going to be a special one, too, because it's Marshall's first one. It's a biological dad. Yeah. (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. It's really Riley.